Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Chiefs Kingdom, welcome in to the latest edition of the AP Draft Talk Show, where today we will not be talking too much draft. Uh, as, as it is draft seasons, we love all talking draft here. Um, we're in the middle of a free agency frenzy right now, and frenzy uh, puts it lightly. But uh, today on the show, we'll be going all through all over that. My name is Ron Cobb Jr. I'm the lead analyst at Arrowhead Pride. And I'm going to just throw it around to everybody real quick to introduce yourselves and Maybe just get your take off real quick on what we just saw happen uh, just a, an hour or so ago. We saw Devontae Adams get traded to the Las Vegas Raiders from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we're all kind of in shock after all the AFC West moves we've already seen. Now an even bigger one, maybe the biggest one yet. I guess the Russell Wilson one's pretty big, but uh, I'll, I'll start. Uh, we'll go uh, clockwise. Christian, man, uh, Christian Gumminger at K Gumminger on Twitter. What are your thoughts? I mean, Devontae Adams is a, is a Raider, and that's just the latest blockbuster in the AFC West. Yeah, it's it's like the, uh, the Ocean's Eleven movie where it's, you know, hey, do you want one more? Okay, you want one more. We need one more. Um, that's how the AFC West is kind of playing the Chiefs right now. Um, and every team is trying to load up, and the Chiefs are kind of just sitting back and playing their plan. So um, Devontae Adams is in the division, playing him twice a year. And our only corner right now is Legarius Sneed and Rashad Fenton. So, some work to do. Is that true, Jared? Is there is there some work to do here on the on the Chiefs' uh, free agency free off season? There's definitely some work to do. I mean, other than linebacker, I can't think of anywhere on our defense that I feel terribly great about our starters. And I like Nick Bolton and Willie Gay, but I don't want to see them covering Devontae Adams. No. no. That, that was Jared Sapp, by the way. I should do a better job of introducing. At Truman Chief. And to, to round us out real quick, Rocky Magana. You've heard him plenty of times on the AP Podcast Network. Um, Rocky, do you got any fire takes right off the bat? I mean, you said it was a feeding frenzy. It feels like we're trying to swim across the river in Piranhas 3D right now as Chiefs fans. And uh, we're just getting nibbled on from all sides. I will say this about Devontae Adams. He went to the best possible team in the division for Chiefs fans because anywhere else he would have had a real quarterback throwing him the ball. And, yeah, this makes the Raiders better, but they're still the bottom feeders of the division. And as long as Derek Carr is their quarterback and it sounds like they're going to extend him, my opinion on that's not ever going to change. That's fair, man. It is. I, I do I do like to give Carr a little more credit just because I feel like he has gotten better, and I feel like each year he – he does seem to kind of just get a little less, uh, you know, a little, a little further away from those dumb plays like the Dan Sorensen pick six a few years ago. Um, I feel like he's gotten a little, little better, but uh, I don't know, Rocky. Am I just blowing smoke? No, you're not blowing smoke. He has gotten better, but his getting better is still nowhere close to Russell Wilson or Justin Herbert. His, his ceiling is still 13 floors below those guys. Well, I think that's that's something I do want to ask all you real quick, because um, you know I don't know how many other moves can happen, right? Like, is it, this has to be the last big <laughs> AFC West move? What do we? How do we? How do we feel about where the Chiefs stack up right now in the AFC West? I know their offseason isn't over, obviously. Like they they could still make a huge move. We'll talk about a few of those options, but I mean, Christian, like, is, is, like, are how are you feeling? Like, should we feel like we're still the top dogs, or is it okay to kind of feel like we're kind of behind the eight ball right now? The, the roster is got holes all over the place. Um, so I think that you can't think you're the top dog. There's just too many holes uh, currently on the team. Now, with that said, I think this – anytime you're putting it back into a corner, it breeds innovation. It, it makes you have to get creative. It makes you have to do things. Um, we haven't seen a whole lot 
of new offensive concepts or really any new defensive concepts other than the injection of energy from a few of the draft picks we've had. Yeah. This is going to force that. This is going to make Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Matt Nagy, Patrick Mahomes, everyone have to step up a little bit because they're going to get left behind. I think that's a great point. No, I, I really do think it is. I mean, you, you, everyone does better when pressure's on, right? Or when the the kind of it's it's you're kind of backed into a corner a little bit, and it's hard to feel backed into a corner when you have Patrick Mahomes. But this is as close as you're gonna get uh, in the Mahomes era, I would say, if you're Brett Veach right now. So let's talk about what they've done so far in the offseason because it's not a lot. Uh, they have Easy. signed, yeah, yeah. It's a very short list, guys. I don't. It won't take too long. Uh, no, they signed Justin Reed, the safety from the Houston Texans. I do think that's a it's a good pickup, right? Uh, for the money, um, I, correct me if I'm wrong. Three years, thirty million, I believe, is is what the contract was. Um, so you know that's a good signing, decent money. Um, and then they've also re-signed Andrew Wiley. They've re-signed Michael Burton, uh, the fullback. So Chad Henney, mine are re-signed. Oh my gosh, I miss Chad Henney. How do I miss QB two, man? That's that's the guy. Uh, anything is possible, but. Within those, all those mo- or those few moves they've made, there's some players that we kind of wish they they would have you know signed. Uh, we've seen them sign other places, and I don't know, you know, we kind of had hopes at the beginning of the offseason that some of these guys might be in Kansas City, and and we now know they will not be. Jared, I want to start with yours because I do think this is a, a really important position, and this guy happened to go to another AFC West foe. So who was one guy that you really wish the Chiefs could have signed? Definitely J.C. Jackson. The big thing is, how often does a free agent of that caliber at that age just become available with no franchise tag? And he, I mean, he made it, he signed for a lot of money. It wasn't as high as a contract as I really yeah. expected it to be. I mean, I did not really think we were going to invest heavily in a cornerback given the past few years. It's just, I, I think that he's one of, the best combinations of talent, premium position, and age to really come on the market with no franchise tag in a very long time. I, I would have liked to have seen Kansas City be in on that. Yeah, Jackson went to the Chargers. Um, it was a it was a pretty big deal, but it wasn't like you said. It wasn't as big as I you know you maybe think. And and yeah, I agree. I, I do wish maybe the Chiefs would have kicked the tires on that a little bit. Um, the former New England Patriot, obviously. Um, you know, yeah, I we've we saw that Charvarius Ward got re, you know got signed elsewhere too kind of does show you what Beach has always done in his in his history in the offseason of you know maybe we just don't focus on cornerback that much but when you're not getting bit you know, when you're not getting good signings any any other positions maybe you can sign a corner for once I don't know Christian you got any thoughts on that no I just I mean they did make a trade last offseason for Mike Hughes um when they kind of didn't get any corners in the free agency period. They made a trade for Mike Hughes. I don't know who they can bring in. I mean, there's still Stefan Gilmore out there. There's still a few guys mm-hmm. who can play out there. There's some trade targets. You've kind of heard Bradbury's name from the New York Giants tossed around. Um, there are options, but I agree with Jared. I mean, J.C. Jackson and Carlton Davis both went for reasonable numbers and yeah. both were young Um and if this – the whole plan of the offseason was to get younger and cheaper, those are very manageable contracts for young players. And they didn't – they weren't even involved. There, there were no reports of them even being included in the decision. Yeah, no, I, I do think the younger and cheaper thing is something we do need to realize, and it does seem like they're, they are definitely staying to that. I mean, the Justin Reed contract's a perfect example. Reed's one of the youngest free agents you can get. Um, he's 25 years old. You know, you don't really see free agents come that that young. So that might be what they're sticking to. But like you just said, I think some of these deals could have definitely fit that. Um, Rocky, if you got any takes on that, go ahead. But I'd love to hear uh, the player you wanted to, to maybe the Chiefs assign. Yeah, I mean, really quick on the uh, J.C. Jackson. Uh, it's, it's not surprising that we weren't in on it. I mean, if we right. kind of think that suddenly Veach is going to start valuing cornerbacks for, you know, top money, then it's, he just hasn't shown that throughout his tenure at with the Chiefs. He he tries to go cheap at the cornerbacks, not saying I agree with it, but right. it just seems to be his MO and where he goes. Um, 
But a guy that I would have liked to see the Chiefs get that they weren't in on either um, was Larry Ogunjobi. Um, used to, was with the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Was on a one-year prove-it deal with them, and he proved it. Um, he had seven sacks as a defensive tackle. Um, really was a disruptor in the middle of the middle of the line for them. Um, got some really good playoff experience under his belt. Played in the Super Bowl, and he signed for three years. 40 million, but only 26 of that's guaranteed. I mean, so you're getting a guy who's only 27 years old and at, playing at his prime on the upswing for, you know, less than 9 million a year. I mean, I feel like that's a move you got to be in on, especially with the uncertainty of Chris Jones's contract moving forward, you know, his, his number getting up there, you know, that's a guy where you could have had an upgrade at a, at a much cheaper, cheaper cost. Yeah, and at this point, the Chiefs just need help in any sort of pass rush way, right? It doesn't matter if it's coming from the edge. If it doesn't, ma- it, it, they need more top end pass rushers. Ogunjobi can do both. You know, he's, he's definitely a good run defender as well. So he's not just a, a, a one dimensional guy. That's why he got the the contract he did. But yeah, it is interesting. You know, he d- definitely didn't hear much about you know the Chiefs going after any of these these uh, defensive linemen so far that have signed. Unfortunately. Um, and so actually I'm going to transition real quick into mine and if you, and Christian and Jared, I'll get you guys takes on any of these defensive linemen, but you know, I, I really wanted to see the Chiefs sign Chandler Jones for, especially for the deal he got from the Raiders. Um, yeah. you know, I, he, he's a, he's a really, he's a really good player. He's one of the most underrated players in NFL history. He has a hall of fame resume and I feel like in Arizona, he's, he's, he's been very good. The only year he didn't rack up double digit sacks was the year he got hurt, obviously. So the Raiders get him, which is obviously, at, you know, insult to injury. You know, it, it's not it's not just the Chiefs didn't get him. It's that now he'll be coming after Patrick Mahomes, um, probably from that left side against Orlando Brown Jr., which, you know, that's, that's pretty good. Um, that's a better matchup than the other side of it, at least. But, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I wish the Chiefs would have been able to get, you know, some better pass rush help. Chandler Jones signs for three years, 51 million with the Raiders. I mean. It's not as big a number as I thought. I really thought he'd at least be able to offer, to get twenty million a year, um, but yeah, he signs for fifty-one for three for the Raiders. I just wish the Chiefs would have been a little more in on that. We didn't even hear their name discussed when it came to Chandler Jones being signed. Um, Christian, you're itching to to get a takeoff on that. What do you think about uh, either Ogan Joby or Chandler Jones? Yeah, it's just, I mean, Chandler Jones would have been a really nice fit. I think he would have obviously yeah. added to. Um, that line and that line rotation, and like you said, he has the Hall of Fame resume. I just again, it's it's weird that the Chiefs have not been in on any of these edge rushers, and I understand wow. that most of them were old, most of them were over 30. Um, even um, Cleo Mack, who was traded to uh, da, 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 the Chargers, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it all straight at this point. There's so many, um, <laughs> yeah, it just they're all over 30, and so it's just if the focus was trying to stay young or get younger, they pass on all these 30 year old edge rushers or defensive linemen. And now there's not a lot left. <laughs> you have to go find them or trade for them. Jared, would you have been cool with the chiefs going after, uh, you know, I know Chandler Jones is a little older, but just any, you know, any, you know, Ogan Joby too, just a, going after a, a, another starting defensive lineman, um, you know, that's already been signed. One of these guys. Very surprised it has been addressed in some way, shape, or form at this point. I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised by the deal that J- that Chandler Jones got. How low it is, especially yeah. compared to who's going to be a very popular choice for the player. We're glad Kansas City did not sign coming <laughs> up in a few minutes. Yeah, no, seriously, and we'll get into that right now because the the one player we all pretty much glad didn't we didn't see the deal happen. Maybe we we would have liked to see the player in Kansas city, but uh, Vaughn Miller gets six years for 120 million in Buffalo. Obviously, you know, since then we've been able to see that a lot of the guarantees, um, you know, it's front, it's a very front loaded contract where he'll get guaranteed up front. And, you know, there's probably some years in the back that, that will, he'll never see in the, in Buffalo will never have to see, but still six years, 120 million. Um, Jared, I want you maybe just expand on why you, you definitely wouldn't have liked to see the chiefs make that move. Uh, yeah, just go ahead. I mean, it looks like it's going to have a very high initial cap number. I think that the six years probably is designed to have a large signing bonus that can be spread out over the course of that contract. But I mean, 
I don't think Von Miller is still going to be playing six years from now. There's going to be a time where there's going to be a massive amount of dead money attached to that contract. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, he's already 32 years old, I believe. Um, so six years from now, he'll be 38. And, you know, I know some, depending on the type of player you are, I know sometimes you can, you know, 32 isn't a bad age, but as, as a pass rusher, as a speed, as a speed rusher, I don't know. You lose that a major leg injury in the not too recent past, too. Was it an ankle, too? I mean, didn't he I, miss almost the whole season with an ankle? Yeah, I, I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah, he, it was a pretty bad I mean, one. That's, um, that's something that it's not like that's always a one and done thing. And am, am I the only one who didn't think he'd be at the top of the market in terms of money? I thought he might be able to get like a, it'd be like a cheaper kind of a prove it deal kind of thing. But maybe he was just that good with the Rams. I don't know. And he was. And he is a Hall of Fame kind of player. So maybe that's all that matters. But I, I did. I go ahead. He, I thought he was. I thought he would sign a very. I thought he'd sign a two-year deal with a very high. I, I right. Mean, I expected something like two years for thirty-five million dollars. I mean, I thought he was going to make a lot of money. Yeah. I know. I wasn't expecting twenty million over six years. So. No. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, and he's got he's got fifty-one of it is totally guaranteed, you know. And so, Less and when you're that. over, he's thirty-two years old. Like we've already talked about the injuries, but here's here's something that a friend of mine, Charlie once said after 30 when you get hurt you just think to yourself this is permanent like you, you don't ever fully come back you know like i'm guarantee you when von miller wakes up in the morning that injured leg still hurts a little bit he may be able to play on it but it's never going to be like it was before and so i don't I, I just for the age and the money this is just it's it's a terrible terrible move and i'm glad the bills did it because they can eat all that bad money that they want well, Chiefs fans are sure hoping uh, you're right because, you know, we don't need another pass rusher um, coming after us after all the AFC West ones. I will say, though, Christian, totally passed on your player that you wanted to see the Chiefs sign. This is how organized we are right now. The offseason <laughs> is a complete dumpster fire right now. AP, you should see our Slack chat. It is just a it is just chaos. Yeah, the DMs um, are so fun. Yeah, and so this is appropriate that I just completely skipped yours. So real quick, Christian, I like your guy, so I want to make sure we touch on him real quick too. Yeah, my guy is uh, Morgan Moses, the tackle that was with the New York Jets. You may not know him. He signed with the Baltimore Ravens on a three-year, $15 million deal. Um, He's 31 years old, so, I mean, he is kind of an older player, and, again, the Chiefs are not signing that guy. But – Moses hasn't missed a game in the last seven years as a right tackle. Um, he was ranked number 16 on ESPN's pass block win rate at about 91%. If you have all of these new edge rushers in the division and in Buffalo and Baltimore who always drafts well, solidifying your line and getting someone who's as consistent and stable as a Morgan Moses – to go with the rest of that line uh, is you have to pull that trigger because we don't know what's going on with Lucas Niang. Andrew Wiley fought his tail off last year, but is an average tackle, if not just a slight, slightly below average. He is a replacement level tackle. And Morgan Moses is a guy who can, you know, was in for three for 15. That makes too much sense. And I wish the Chiefs would have kind of thought ahead in those trenches there. Yeah, I'm surprised it was a three-year deal. I mean, I guess last year he signed a one-year deal. Million. Yeah, yeah, which I'm, I'm, I'm for that. I, I think, um, I think if you want to shore up your right tackle, I do think they're probably looking for more of a short-term option because they probably do still believe in Lucas Niang. Um, but I just, I think it's appropriate to have a better option available if Niang's not ready for Week One than Andrew Wiley. I just think that's smart. I, you know, I. I think people kind of – I think one thing I keep seeing on Twitter is like, well, last year they they had to deal with this, the turnstile at right tackle, and it worked out fine. Well, but the whole reason it's become a problem – it's become more of a thing is what we're seeing this offseason with all these teams adding to the pass rush. You know, one one uh, player I hadn't even mentioned yet um, that I – he's actually a guy I'm glad the Chiefs didn't sign to the deal, but I still think he's going to be a problem is Randy Gregory, the Denver Broncos edge rusher. I just don't think he would have fit in Kansas City very well. But – 
he's going to be a force and him and Bradley Chubb are going to be a, a dangerous duo in Denver. And that's the worst duo of the rest of the AFC West. So, I mean, it is pretty crazy. Um, Rocky, do you have any right tackle takes? I think, I think it's, it's a very polarizing, uh, you know, topic right now. What the chiefs need to think about with right tackle Any takes on it. Listen, Andrew Wiley is a great swing tackle. He's not your permanent solution. You know, you think, the, uh, you think he can? You think he can? Sorry, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Not well, a swing tackle. He's he's a great right tackle slash guard. He's a great uh, swing offensive lineman who who can, who can kind of fill in, you know, as you need him. And he's a great backup that you can plug in at different positions along the line. He's not your permanent solution. And the idea that Brett Veach is thinking about him being our starting right tackle this year, while Lucas Niang develops seems like a plan that he had before all these moves happened. And now the plan's not good enough anymore. Uh, if we go into, and we go into week one and Andrew Wiley is our, our starting right tackle for the season, then we're going to be, there's going to be issues. I mean, he, he's a good player, but he's not good enough to go through that gauntlet that the AFC West is going to be. That's nothing against him as a player or a person. He's a great player, but he's just not good enough. Yeah, no, exactly. No, it, it's it's one of those things where I'm I'm talking like it, it we we maybe should have thought harder about if you're Veach, hey, like I know we got left tackle secured last year, but like they maybe should have thought a little harder about getting a, you know, a legitimate piece they feel really good about a right tackle too. Although I really do think they like Niang. So it, I think it's and I you know, I, I do think it's fair uh to to kind of say, "Hey, if Niang wouldn't have got hurt, are we thinking about it this much?" I admit, I still would be. I, I really do. I really think all these moves this year, I, I would not just be saying, hey, Niang is the guy for sure. Um, I do think I I think they need to be proactive either way. Um, I mean, they did sit down Niang in the middle of the season for Mike Rimmers. Yes, they did. Supposedly, no, no, supposedly right. he was hurt. Yes, but, but I called BS on that from, from when it happened. So. All week. Yeah. And you're a game day inactive. I mean, he yeah. he start he played in twelve games and started at nine. If if Niang was healthy, I I would still I would want the Chiefs to to make a move to make Niang earn it. Yes, yes, that's how you put mm-hmm. it. And yeah, yeah. Well, now, I don't know if Wiley's that. And no, I don't he's think not. Wiley's that. I will Wiley's admit, not that. we 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 do not know what the chief's excellent medical staff thinks about Yang's recovery. Of course. Uh, and I don't expect really any kind of update on Yang's status until maybe mini camp when we know what players are actually in the building. So we don't know about that. It's not nothing that the chiefs kept Prince Teguanaga on the active roster instead of the practice squad last year. I mean, they signed him to the active roster. It looks like, that makes you think that a team somewhere was going to sign him. So we also, we don't know how he's developing in practice. If I'm going back to that draft, I like him better than the Yang straight up. Ooh. So th- there are, th- I, I'm on team. We need a right tackle. I, yes. <laughs> the player who I said I wanted, I want Trent Brown today. I think I probably want Will Collins, although there's, I don't think he's leaving Cincinnati. Yeah. There's also, I mean, I live in Fort Worth and get a lot of Cowboys coverage. There's things about him and some lingering injuries he's had that kind of make me a little down on how long his career is going to be. But I'm on team we need a right tackle, but I will admit I do think there's a chance the Chiefs know something about the people in how I think there's a better chance the Chiefs know something about the people in-house that I'm not seeing more than I think with other positions. I, I would yeah. agree with that. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, I agree with that. Um, with what you're saying, I think they definitely probably like, especially with Wiley, I think they saw something in him last year that they liked. Um, I'm on team. We need a right tackle as well. And one thing with Niang that, that I, I mean, you can't overlook the fact that he's had back to back serious enough injuries and he's 6'6 and 340 pounds. I'm sorry, at some point, those injuries, you know, they when you carry that much weight, they just affect you more and they and they wear down your body more. Um, than let's say if you're 
you know, Tyreek Hill trying to come back from an injury. You're just carrying so much extra weight and put so much extra stress on your body that, you know, like we talked about, you know, careers being shortened. I could see his career being shortened by injuries if this keeps up, you know? I mean, we saw that with Martinez Rankin when he played for the Chiefs. I mean, I thought for sure he would at the very least be a starting guard going forward. And he had that knee injury in the Tennessee game. And I don't think it's that he wasn't trying hard enough or anything. I think that he literally just never got to a point that the Chiefs felt like he was going to be able to be on the field again. That's that's a great poll because, yeah, I I was definitely on that where I thought Rankin was going to be the yeah future part of the Chiefs offensive line. And now you don't even hear about him again. That's that's a good poll. Yeah, I know. No, that's that's why it's actually a pretty solid comparison. I think they're both third round picks. I think Rankin might have been a second round pick, but just yeah. So, I mean, it, it is a decent comparison. Rocky, what's up? And, you know, it happens fast with offensive linemen. I mean, you saw Mitchell Schwartz, you know, one day. He's, you know, the iron man at the position. And the next day he's forced into retirement. I mean, it's just offensive lineman is such a brutal position in the trenches there where you have a guy who's just as big as you just running full force at you, trying to knock you around every single down. And that that's just a lot of impact on a body, especially a body that suffered injuries. It's like it's like you either have one of those careers that never seems to end or you're done by 30. I remember when I was younger, I was at a Chiefs game um, in the upper deck, and this was right after Tim Grunhardt. Grunhardt had gotten injured, and he he was kind of done. And he was visiting some friends on the upper deck, and he was trying to walk up and down the stairs to their seats, and he couldn't even make it up and down the stairs. Like he was like he was all but crawling up the stairs at that point, and he was still on on the roster at that point, you know. But he just went that fast, you know. What an Arrowhead story! I love that. That's 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 great. That's a great trying to trying to trying to Tim Grunhard trying to climb upstairs at, at Arrowhead. That's a great story. But it, this is, it could, is if this day wasn't sad enough, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> he looks great now. He looks great. He looks yeah, healthy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing great. Down. I mean, he's in the Ring of Honor. I mean, Tim, if you ever hear this, we love you, buddy. You're 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 a legend. Oh yeah, Tim, absolute legend. Love the love the '90s days, even though I was not a part of those. I love reminiscing on them, even though I wasn't able to be there as a young and myself. But we got more coming up here on the AP Draft Talk podcast, even though we're not talking much draft. Um, I'm gonna throw it to break here, and then on the other side, we're gonna get back into uh, some free agency talk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're back in here on the AP Draft Talk Show, talking free agency from a Chiefs perspective for Arrowhead Pride. Just uh, saw Kentucky lose as a two seed in the first round. Um, holy cow, that's pretty crazy. I'm just hoping uh, my my Hawks don't do a similar thing here uh, coming up in a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't say I followed too much college basketball this year. But March Madness, man, it always gets the juices flowing. I love it. I love this time of year. But we're talking. We said March Madness. It's really the the free agency that's causing all the madness, and there's still plenty to come. And that's so. The first part of this show, we kind of looked at what has happened, players that have been signed. Let's kind of look to the future a little bit. Let's look to maybe what still could happen, right? What still could be coming. You know, one thing I think is the most obvious topic we can start off here with is it does feel like the Chiefs. If there's one position they've been in on this offseason, it's the wide receiver position. They've been linked to pretty much every big name. Still available, although Allen Robinson, who they were linked to, has signed with the L.A. Rams since that report that they were linked to him. But Juju Smith-Schuster, Jarvis Landry are still out there. Um, There have been official reports that the Chiefs have been interested in both. Um, Rocky, I'm going to throw it to you on this first one. I just want your opinion. Receiver-wise, would Juju or Jarvis do something for you? Would you really get super excited? Um, Or is it just would that just kind of be a meh? pick a signing for you what do you think 
I'd be excited with either one of them, honestly. I think okay. I'm leaning more Jarvis right now, and mostly that's because we we have kind of the home run guy in Tyreek Hill right now. We're looking for that chain mover, and Jarvis Landry, if he's anything, he's a chain mover. Um, he, he's a guy in his career where he's never had a good quarterback. I mean, if you want to call Baker Mayfield a good quarterback, then that's, that can be like your opinion, man. But, uh, (laughs) but he's never had an elite quarterback throwing him the ball, but he's a guy who's sure handed. He doesn't drop patch, drop passes. He has a higher catch percentage than Chris Carter, Tim Brown, and Andre Reed, all three. I mean, he's a guy who. He's not afraid to go across the middle. Um, I love Juju. Part of me wants Juju just because I want to see people complain about him being on TikTok. Uh, I think it'd make the, the comment section on, on Arrowhead Pride super lit. You know, people just going back and forth about him and how he needs to stay off the TikTok. Um, but but uh, but as far as on the field play, I think I'm definitely leaning more Jarvis at this point. I, I love the chaos. I, I love you know, replacing Tyron on Twitter with Juju on TikTok. That's just a great, a great little replacement there. Uh, <laughs> Christian, let me throw it to you. What do you think about uh, either of those two or just the receiver free agency in general? I want Juju. I, I'm the complete opposite. I'd rather have Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, he's going to be, he just turned 25. He is still really young. And he, you talk about how Jarvis Landry hasn't had a good quarterback. He's had Ryan Tannehill, who is a top five paid quarterback in the NFL <laughs> as far as cap hit. He is. And then he, he no chose, he chose to go to Cleveland. He chose to go to Cleveland. So yeah. Juju, yes, he did decide to go back to Pittsburgh last year, but he hasn't had a good Big Ben since 2018. That's when Big Ben, not Patrick Mahomes, led the NFL in passing yards. And a big reason for that was Juju Smith-Schuster who had four, over 1,400 yards and 111 catches. 67 of those were first down catches. So and another move the chains, Juju can do yes. that. And he has well, a little extra. Well, and another thing, too, with that is I feel like one reason he may not have signed with Kansas City last year is he might have wanted to be more of the number one guy or just more of a primary target. But when he was at his best in Pittsburgh was when Antonio Brown was the one taking up all the targets, and it was opening him up a little more. That's what could happen in Kansas City. Um, that's why I'm hoping he, because I'm with you actually. I'll, I'll say it right now. I, I I'm Team Juju. Uh, if you're saying I have to pick between Jarvis and Juju, I just think Juju gives you a little bit more in terms of big playability. I yeah. do really like what Jarvis brings you in terms of toughness. He's he's gonna give you everything he's got in terms of just playing on the field. You know, blocking wise. Uh, you know, just the kind of the dirty work. And you said great hands. That's so true, Rocky. Um, so I, I, I kind of like the idea of both of them, honestly. Jared, do you have a, a particular opinion on or a particular side on which one you'd go with here? Um, I'm going Landry, and the reason is I want the Chiefs to highly value the receivers at the top of the draft. Ah. I think if they sign Landry, I think you're more likely to see maybe not the first pick, but probably by the second round a big splash at wide receiver, maybe the first round if the right player drops. If they sign Juju, I I think wide receivers probably getting pushed way down the draft board. So I I to me, I think the higher upside thing would be signing Landry and then coming away with uh with Pickens or Alave. Mm. I think we just talked about how we're team right tackle and how we don't have an edge and how we don't have corners to cover uh, Devontae Adams. I, I just, at this point, the, the Chiefs need to take best player available because they've got so many holes. And I think if you get Juju, um, you have a chance to at least fill one of those holes. I still think you pick up an X somewhere. I don't think he's your traditional X. I don't think, I think you still need to find a big guy. And I think you can find that in this draft. Um, but I think you're going to have to find a number one corner or number two corner. I think you're going to have to find a number one edge because we don't want Frank Clark being our edge one on the team. I think you're just going to have all of those holes that you're going to have to fill. And then like we just said, team right tackle. There's not that many of them 
to go against these guys or to push Niang. So you just you have gaps and you got to fill them with somebody and not just say, okay, if we sign this guy, it's a good stop gap. And so we still have to pick another mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Rocky, I I feel like your brain was really turning uh, when when Jared made that point. Uh, what are you thinking about the fact that, yeah, if they do sign a guy like Juju, maybe they don't feel like they need to draft receiver high. What do you think? I mean, I think that there's guys in the draft throughout all the rounds that make sense for the Chiefs um, at wide receiver, whether they take him at the top of the draft or towards the back end of the draft. I don't think that Juju precludes you from drafting a wide receiver. Um, but I, I, I still think that I think that Landry is more trustworthy in this offense to, to grasp Andy Reid's Andy Reid's offense, um, you know, right out of the gates. And it's a, and the, and the learning curve is probably less with Landry. Um, but that being said, I do want them to go after a dynamic playmaker at wide receiver. I wrote an article on Arrowhead pride saying that, you know, that you got the golden arm and you got the best quarterback in the division still. So you have two options. You either load up on defense or you load up on offense and just go for it. And so I think if you get Juju or Landry, you still, you still draft a wide receiver decently high. Okay. That's that's I, I do like Jared's point. Cause I, I cause I, it is, it is interesting because Jarvis is a little older than Juju. Although I don't know how much, honestly, I don't know if anyone has that info, but Jarvis uh, is 29. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I figured it was kind of that gap. Um, and Juju, like, like Christian mentioned is, is just now turning 25. So yeah, maybe if they, November. yeah, well, yeah, there you go. So yeah, maybe they think that three-year gap, you know, Hey, maybe if we sign this guy, we have our young receiver, but maybe if we sign this guy, we need to still invest in a young receiver with, with a lot of upside, but real quick, before we move on, I just want to real quick go around. I mean, what is our confidence level that they get one of these guys? Because in my head, I'm 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 kind of thinking it, it's gonna happen. I, I I feel like one of these guys is gonna is gonna come to Kansas City, but then you see Devontae Adams get traded away, and now Green Bay needs a veteran receiver, and you kind of see Jarvis visited Atlanta, and how maybe he's thinking about, hey, maybe I want to go where Deshaun Watson goes potentially. Um, that's pure speculation on my part, but. Christian, I'll start with you real quick, and, and we'll try to make it quick, but just what's your confidence level that the Chiefs will get one of these receivers? And I don't know, what's kind of the mindset if they can't get one of these guys? I mean, where do we go from there? I think there's actually more confidence that they get uh, Juju than Jarvis, only because we were tied to him last year, and yeah. we were kind of one or the other. Other, He was either coming to Kansas City or he was staying with Pittsburgh. I don't know. We're really the only Chiefs have only been tied to these guys, and they've missed out on everybody else. So I feel like I don't want them to overpay. I don't want them to panic, but I also don't have the confidence that they're going to land with these guys because they haven't landed these guys yet this this free agency or last. Totally, free agency. it's totally fair. It's totally fair, Jared. What's your confidence level? Maybe. Yeah, um, out of hundred, well, right, I don't know. Right before we went on, we found out that Byron Pringle actually signed with the Chicago Bears tonight. Yes. I have to think that that maybe puts a little bit of urgency in the front office. Like, you need another body. You need another body in the receiver room now. I mean, I still think there's decent back-of-the-roster players. I I don't really think – I hope that I'll bring back Demarcus Robinson. I mean, what could he do that Darius Fountain oh, can't do? But I, I think they've got to – at least feel some urgency tonight to just get a body in the wide receiver room. I think it will be one of those two. I hope we, I hope <laughs> we don't have to settle for Cole Beasley. Don't <sighs> shock me if we do. Yeah, it, it wouldn't shock me either. Honestly, the Cole Beasley thing, he is kind of similar to what Jarvis brings you, except Jarvis is just kind of that. He's a little bit bigger of a body that you can kind of trust to just be more of a traditional receiver than just a, a full-time slot. Um, Rocky, I want your opinion. Just confidence level, man. Do you, are you confident that a Juju or a Jarvis will be a Chief by the end of the offseason? I'm not, honestly. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not confident. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just, just because I think that the money that's going to be thrown at them is going to be – more than Brett Veach is willing to pay right now. We're at the Chiefs 
honestly can pay given the number of holes that they have. So I think when it's all said and done, I hope it doesn't come down to this, but you're looking at maybe they get to take a one-year rental on an older wide receiver like a T.Y. Hilton or an A.J. Green, you know, or they do something that I don't want them to do, but has high upside is roll the dice on Will Fuller and see if he can play more than seven games in a year. Um, you know, that's a guy who's still young, but he's had so many injuries in his career. But when he plays, talent is there. So and he did. I mean, Veach has shown that he doesn't shy away from injury history with Sammy Watkins. Now that had mixed results, but for in the short term, it was it was pretty profitable. See, I wouldn't mind the Will Fuller move, and it is an interesting kind of um, game theory, or I shouldn't say game theory, but just the scheme question, because. We, I, I kind of, in my head, I'm like, hey, we need a receiver that's going to win intermediate to short because that's where all the space is right now because you know all the defenses are focusing on Tyreek and you know and Tyreek and Travis intermediate to deep routes. But if they did get a field stretching type like a Will Fuller, he's definitely the the type to you know be able to take the the top off a of defense, make safeties worry about him. Maybe then Tyreek can can be used more um, in that in- intermediate role. But then I don't know if like you know our defense is just our defense is just gonna say all right throw to Will Fuller I don't care I'm just gonna focus on whatever Tyreek's doing it's very interesting. Um, Let me throw some names at you guys real quick. Just real quick, are you in or out? Julio Jones out. In. Ah, Jared, what's your what'd you say? In depending on the number. Marquez Valdez Scantling. He's going back to Green Bay. I think I would say I would if I'm if I want somebody whose best trade is being deep, I'd rather see what I can get from Will Fuller. Yeah, Sean Jackson out, out. Uh, James Washington out. I mean, we're getting James Washington. We might as well have signed Byron. I would, I would give him a look. I think he's going to have a hard time staying in the league because he's never really carved out a special teams role, and you're not going to get yeah. a second contract as a backup wide receiver if you don't play special teams. I'd, uh, yeah. I'd go for Albert. I'd bring Albert Wilson back before I win James Washington. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. I like that. Bring back Bert. One thing I was going to say on Will Fuller. The one Will Fuller has shown that if you have him, your deep coverage has to be so perfect. If you think back to that that playoff game that everybody in the world thought the Kansas City was going to lose when he scored that touchdown, like Charverius yeah. Ward for a second looked the wrong way, and the whole coverage team mm-hmm. blew yeah. it, and Will Fuller just runs past everybody. I mean, there. I think having game. him and Hill together. I think that's so much pressure on another team. Yeah. You, you can no, run exactly, too high, exactly. but your coverage will be a lot more pressure for your coverage to be perfect. Yeah. And, and, you know, even if, yeah, even if they do focus on, you know, and we got, I guess we should include McCole Hardman in this conversation because, you know, you have three guys that can really um, take the top off the of defense, even if they're all not utilized in that way at once. You know, a defense, you know, it, it, it might, you know, they might adjust their coverage to kind of be over a hill on a play, and then all of a sudden Fuller's got opening. So it is interesting. Um, I like I said, I'd still rather I think I'd still rather have Juju or Jarvis, but I don't mind a swing on Will Fuller um in that situation. I, I don't mind it at all. But I want you guys' takes on what could be another move the Chiefs could make. Um, it's more wishful thinking at this point, but you know, all the rest of the AFC West is making moves. Maybe Brett Beach decides, hey, let's trade for Daniel Hunter, the Minnesota Vikings defensive end. Um, Fletcher Cox just got released from Philadelphia. He might be a target as well now on the free agent market. It looks, so, like, it looks like Fletcher go Cox is going back to Philly. Did that My just break? Came out with it. Yep. Looks like there's a good chance he's back from Ian Rappaport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Well, this is this is the beauty of podcasting during creating frenzy is that um, takes can just get poop gone away. But Daniel Hunter is still someone that is still going to be someone that's talked about this entire weekend. The, the Vikings have until Sunday to potentially trade him, which is the rumor. They are reported to be looking to trade him. 
if they don't trade him by Sunday, there's a bonus due to him. And so it would make a lot of sense for them to get rid of him by Sunday. For the Chiefs, what you're looking at, if you take him on, there's two years left on his deal. It's a huge $26 million cap hit this year. But next year, it's not very bad. I believe it's about $8 million. Um, it might even be less than that. Obviously, if you, you trade for him, you spread that roster bonus out throughout the two years, and then it becomes a cap hit of, like, I think, $10 million and $14 million over the next two years instead of something, you know, way worse than that. And maybe you even extend him uh, when you trade for him. He's turning 28 in October. Um, and, you know, he has two years left on his deal. So if you maybe add on a year or two, you're getting him in his age 30, age 31 season. A lot of people consider him an elite defensive end. Rocky, if you were presented a trade, let's say we've been throwing trades all out in the group chat all week. Um, <laughs> so I don't know where we ended on which one actually made the most sense. But um, I know we got to a point where it was like if we trade 30 and maybe get their second round pick back, which is about 46, I believe. Yep. What? Where? Where do you stand on like how much do you want to give up for Hunter, or should they even go for Hunter? Is it worth it to give up draft capital and sign a guy again, similar to the, the Frank Clark contract? Rocky, I want your take on what you'd do in this situation. I think it's worth it to go after Hunter, and I think you can use draft capital. It just depends on the draft capital. Um, honestly, he's he's an elite player, but there are questions about his medicals and. With him being due that roster bonus, I mean, the Vikings are kind of against it a little bit. They they can't really take too much time, you know. You know, their their leverage is 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 pretty minimal at this point. I mean, I'd give I'd give that third round pick one hundred three up for him. Um, mm-hmm. Anything more than that, I don't know if I would if I would go as far as the sixty two, and I definitely wouldn't give up the thirty. Is he worth it? If he's healthy, yes, he's worth it. But that's that's a big if, you know. Um, he hasn't been healthy recently, and so I don't know. For me, I think that 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 pick one hundred three is about where his value sits as a trade. Jared, what are your uh, thoughts on what it would take? Hey, I think that we've seen when a team when it when it becomes known a team is talking trade ahead of a roster bonus being due. If they don't trade him by Sunday, they're going to cut him. It's not a matter of what he's worth. It's how many teams will be in on it. I, right. I like the player. I would try to – as long as the medicals are okay, I, I would want to make – I would want to do my best to make something work there. I think that you could – I think you could take his roster bonus and spread it out over two years. There's also a decent chance that – you could get him just to flat out take a reduced roster bonus in return for getting to hit free agency next year because he's going to be 29. He's due very – if you take his contract, he's due very little actual cash in 2023. Yeah. It's like he's you would only he, – he'd have a big cap hit for 2023, but he'd only be seeing about, I think, 6 or $7 million yep. in new money next year. So I think there's things you could do to make it work with him. One thing I like about Daniel Hunter, Daniel Hunter really gives me some hope for Joshua Kando because he's an example of like a raw, a player who came in raw. I mean, he had four and a half sacks in three years at LSU. Yeah. No, he, he is he is a crazy story for sure. Yeah, like just, in terms of, yeah. Gives me some hope for Joshua Kando. Maybe, maybe Malik Herring there at the back of the roster who we've been the Chiefs have been patient mm. with. I mean, it, it's a sign that the biggest thing that matters with an edge rusher is how good of an athlete you are. Exactly. And Daniel Hunter's a freak. And that's why we're even talking about him potentially being worth a first-round pick is because mm-hmm. even though he's had health problems, even though there's been some things where he's not on the field, when he is on the field, when he is healthy, he is an elite defensive end because of that athletic ability um, and just overall the traits he has. Christian, if you had the opportunity to trade for him, what would you do? I think you have to, unfortunately. I think uh-huh. if he's there, I think if he's there, you if he's available, which we know he's available, I think that I would actually make the trade um before he gets cut, just so that I know that I have him. Because we haven't been able to convince free agents to sign in Kansas City. 
So maybe you have to pay for it. If I think if we can do something similar to the Orlando Brown Jr. trade where it's kind of a package where we get, you know, some things back so we're not just sacrificing all of the picks. We're just kind of sacrificing positioning of those picks. Um, Jared, I think you had one where it was like a third round, but we also got like a sixth rounder back as well. Or there were a couple different ones floating around. Right. But I think you can value him based on the contract and the, the need of the Minnesota Vikings just to get rid of him. And of a mid-40s value pick. And so you can throw the first and third for Hunter and 46. Then yeah, I think you got to do it. I think if you can walk away with a pick in the top 50, you're still walking away with a edge player who has who's been crazy productive. Uh, I think he had an insane amount of pressures last year, even though he didn't play much. Um, I think you have to make that move. And they have a new coaching staff too. So if you wanted to do a more complex trade, I would be asking about maybe some Maybe players here too. who might not fit the who fit the old scheme but might not fit the new one like a player i thought about is the cornerback cameron dantzler he would be a great fit for kansas city he's not a great fit for every scheme i haven't done a whole lot of work on what scheme they're going to be running this year but yeah. just i would be looking at they've drafted a lot of players the last couple of years i would maybe look and see if they want higher compensation is there a player who maybe the current coaching staff isn't very attached to that they could throw. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Cause you're right. They have, they are known for the last few drafts, just having a crap ton of picks, just a, you know, an insane amount of picks. Uh, yeah. That year they GMs too, right? The, yeah. The guy from Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember where he came from. I know he's like an analytics uh, focused guy because the analytics community keeps, I think he came from you know. san francisco ah okay I'm on it. i think i yeah I could be wrong. i'm not even gonna try to pronounce the name um i know i know it's kind of a rocky Ooh, yeah andrew Berry, right no that's no, a that's current gm oops it's uh oh man i'm not even gonna try to say it quasi adolfo mensa mensa yeah yeah i knew the last part i said it right Thank you, Christian, for pronouncing that correctly. But I don't okay. know. Okay, I, I took a stab at it. No, I think I think you did it. I think you did. From what I've heard, that sounded right. So we are wrapping up here on one more thing to talk about, and that would be just what kind of players that are out there, still free agents, still guys that aren't have not committed to a team. Which guys are we still kind of on our wish list that we'd like to see uh, in Chiefs Kingdom? Rocky, you have a few names, so I'll let you list them off and, and kind of throw out why you'd, you want to see them in Kansas City or what about them appe- uh, appeals to you. Yeah, the uh, first one is uh, is, is Al- Al-Quidin Muhammad from Indianapolis, defensive end, played in Miami in college. You talk about a guy who is athletic and, and was raw and has kind of developed. Last year was his first year starting. Um, he got six sacks. It's not it's not going to light the world up, but it's solid. Um, he is six four, two fifty. He's a he's a he's a long, strong, hard body, and the AP dad bod duo. Me and Christian like long, strong, <laughs> hard bodies on our team. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you, I was on YouTube we'll today see. and I watched. And I was doing some work on him, and I saw one of his workouts that he had posted on YouTube. And the guy is just a muscular beast of a human. And I feel like this is his first time that he's ever been out there on the free agent market with a chance to actually make some cash. And I feel like he's hungry. Um, so, and he's he's a he's an he, I don't know if I say he's a defensive end. He's an edge rusher. So he he fills a hole. He's not he's not the the superstar that we were hoping to land, but he's that that rotational depth guy that's going to give some good pressure. And I think he and we talk about how um, Justin Reed's going to outplay his contract. I think that if you sign this guy, he's going to outplay his contract. I think his best day. I think his best football is ahead of him. 
Yeah, he. I, from what I remember about him or know about him, he definitely would fit what the Chiefs look for at edge rush too. He's, you know, he's like you mentioned, he's a bigger body and everything. So, I like that move. Uh, Jared, do you have one you want to throw out? Um, I, I'm still on team. We need a right tackle. Um, yeah, I guess we've talked about this, haven't yeah. we? <laughs> um, I'm. I would still like to see Melvin Ingram come back. Yes. Now, do we think that's going to be like, should we just expect him to do what he did last year and just not even attempt to sign until basically training camp? Because, I mean, if he did it last year and it worked out for him, I don't see why he wouldn't just do it again. Although I do feel like this year he should be able to maybe demand a little bit bigger of a deal because of what he did last year. I'm not sure. So he did. He So this is, you know, super reading into things, you know, and Twitter can be a terrible place. But the first day of free agency or of the tampering period when all these contracts were coming out, Melvin Ingram sent out a tweet that was a money bag and then two hands up in the air like, where where is it? You know, so maybe his phone has been silent up until this point. We don't know, but that tweet seemed to suggest that, that, that he wasn't being offered the money that he thought he had earned. Well, if if he's not getting offered, the Chiefs need to offer him something. Get him back in the, the building. Um, yeah. Christian, you have any thoughts on Melvin Ingram? I I think he earned an opportunity definitely to come back. I think the defense was changed when he was on the team. And but I don't think that he can be your edge one. I don't think he can be your edge two. Honestly, I don't think he'd be your edge three. He de- he needs to be your edge four. I think that he needs to come in and he has a, he'll have a specific role. And I think his snaps percentage will be a little bit lower. He's 33 years old and he needs to come in more situationally. So I think that's a bold take in terms of, I, I think compared to like what the rest of chiefs kingdom would probably look at him with. I definitely agree. Wouldn't be, he shouldn't be DN one. I do think a lot of people look at him and say, Oh, if he's your second DN that you're in a great spot. I like your thoughts your thought process though, because I agree. I don't, I don't think we sh- I think last year was more of an anomaly than what we should expect. If he is resigned in terms of, I mean, last year he was the second defensive end. He did really well at it, but there's a reason he was, you know, so free in the middle of the season. Um, you know, injuries yeah. can always be a thing with him. Um, he's, he's obviously just a little older. So yeah, I would not, I would not sign him and say, all right, we got our second starting defensive end. Boom. You definitely want to sign him and and make him more of a rotational guy, um, but Christian, your guy that you didn't that we haven't talked about yet, um, really at all. I'm surprised we haven't because he's been in the news lately too. Is uh, the other edge rusher out on the market still? Apparently, right? Yeah, Zadarius Smith. Um, I would like him to be a chief. I know that he had the injury last year and missed like 16 games, um, and obviously, if medicals turn out, I hope they do. Uh, he, I think, make an impact. In 2019, uh, he led the NFL in pressure rate at like 17 percent, um, and had 12 and a half sacks. In or sorry, 13 and a half sacks. In 2020, he had 12 and a half sacks. Uh, both are, I mean, that's you're just you're finishing. Brian Stewart talks about it all the time. It's not just putting pressure on the quarterback; it's finishing the play, and that's one of the things that he's been able to do. So. I think that the medicals are good. He's healthy. You bring him in. You know, we got a little bit of a mulligan, maybe, with him not taking the deal with the Baltimore Ravens. You might have to pay more than what they were going to pay him, which was yeah, four years, thirty-five million. There you go. Yep. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. More. But yeah, we got to mention that. Yeah, he, he he did. He did sign with Baltimore, apparently, or reported to have, and then and then dropped out. So now is currently a free agent again. In case anyone missed that, um, Jared, I know you his own too on his own accord, yeah, not because of medicals or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I know we don't know that for sure, but it does sound like that's the case. And Jared, I know you know you you get some pretty good info down there. I feel like uh, you know listening the the shows you hear in Dallas. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel, I feel like you had a good, uh, you know, some good info on the Zedarius stuff or uh, what might be the case with that. Do you, you want to share with that? Um, I mean, I, w- I was listening to a show on 
Dallas Fort Worth Sports Talk Radio, and Brian Broaddus was talking. He used to be a head of scouting for the Cowboys and runs an excellent radio show in Dallas and usually has some good information all around the league on Twitter. I mean, his the Cowboy, Cowboys nation desperately wants to sign an edge rusher as bad as <laughs> Chiefs Kingdom wants to sign an edge rusher. And when it was now, it broke on when I was doing some errands yesterday, it broke that he was signing with Baltimore. And the radio show, they said, well, we had been worried about his medicals, but if he's going to sign with Baltimore, they must have checked out okay because Baltimore doesn't make mistakes like that. Hmm. But that, that that makes it interesting because obviously he, you know, because maybe earlier is- they had said that they had kind of heard that maybe he wasn't the most cooperative with the Packers training staff through his back injury. Mm-hmm. It's hearsay. Right. Who knows? Although <laughs> it's kind of odd to miss that much time with a back injury and then be able to pop right back in for the playoffs. That's true. And he did look good against the Niners. I mean, I, I do think, you know, you can watch that game and, and he stands out. So it's interesting. It's, it's a very, it's a strange injury. It's a strange it's strange that the existing team doesn't find a way to give it another year, given mm-hmm. his talent. It's strange that he had a contract and doesn't have a contract. It's, I think it's just a strange story all around, but if everything checks out, I'd love him to be a chief. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's a late bloomer. I feel like he, you know, he's a guy that definitely came on later in his career than earlier. And I mean, he's, he's definitely a guy that would fit what the chiefs need. He, he does have long or short arms. Um, which is why he wasn't, uh, you know, a higher draft pick, I think, at like 14th percentile arms, arm length. But which, you know, is kind of a, you know, it's something you kind of need in a spag system as an edge rusher. But I think we'll take it with uh, with the other options on the board right now. But before we get out of here, one option I do have at edge rusher that, that I do like and I do think for the price could be, a, you know, a solid option to give us some pass rush juice. That is Arden Key, the former well, Oakland Raiders then, but Raiders draft pick. And then I'll obviously went to the 49ers after not really sticking with the Raiders had a pretty solid year as a rotational pass rusher for them last season, man. I remember him coming out of the draft. He was super talented, has that, that natural bend, that unique bend. You really cannot teach. Um, and that kind of stuff is rare. And I just, I kind of saw taco Charlton being a guy last year. That would be a situational, you know, on these on these certain third down packages, we we just throw him in there because he gives us pass rush juice, even if he can't really do much else. I do like Arden Key could be that same kind of player. Obviously, Taco Charles didn't even make the week one roster, so maybe that kind of thing isn't in the works for them. Maybe they w- would rather just give those kind of reps to Joshua Kando. But I do think Arden Key, um, his talent should definitely keep on the Chiefs' radar. So, yeah, edge rusher we're going to be looking out for here at Arrowhead Pride. Before we kick, before we uh, kick it out of here, guys, um, I just want to give everyone a chance. You know, not everyone gets to be on the AP Podcast Network all the time. So, Rocky, I'll start with you. Just say bye to the people and just let them know where they can find you and what they can expect from you on the site moving forward. Yeah, hey, um, you can find me on Twitter at at Rocky Magania or over at Arrowhead Pride. Um, weekly article, Rocky's World, comes out on Fridays. Uh, cover a wide range of topics, kind of really whatever's going on or whatever strikes my fancy. Um, but yeah, just be on the lookout for that. We try to do things a little bit different and make them fun and, and kind of get outside the box a little bit. Yeah, Rock World, Rocky's World did a great article to read every week. Um, Jared, what do you got going on or, or where, where can the people find you? Yeah, you can find me at Truman Chief. I usually have at least one piece dropping on the main side era had pride every week. I have a piece up today. I helped Pete Sweeney and John Dixon cover um, the introductory press conference for Justin Reed, which if you get a chance, everybody should really listen to the from the podium and, and hear his introductory remarks to Kansas city. I mean, he just sounds outstanding, really excited to, to see him in red and gold. And until today, I had never realized this is the dude's second time that he's replaced Tyron Matthew for a team. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, he was there in Houston with him, but yeah, actually, my, to be- my piece today covered his remarks about 
you know, Tyron Matthew and what it was like being his teammate as a rookie and taking over after he left to come to Kansas City. And that just never occurred to me. Yeah. Days later, so I heard him talk about that today. Yeah, you know, that's something we did fail to mention. Definitely go listen to Justin Reed's press conference. He was super impressive, a very impressive dude. Someone you can definitely tell is going to be a leader. Um, so I'm excited about him. Christian, where can the people find you? And is there anything on the site uh, coming up here for you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at KGumminger. Um, you actually can't find anything on the site for me right now because I was planning on writing about all the free agent acquisitions this week. And... <laughs> Chiefs did nothing. I don't know if you guys know this or not. Um, oh. So I'll probably be writing something a little bit about patience. Uh, I wrote an article earlier in the year about patience and just taking your time. Um, I think that's the strategy that Red Beach is showing. Um, that's what he wants to do. Um, and so I'll be writing a little bit about that over the weekend. So that's what I got. Yeah. Yeah. No, Christian, I'm in the same boat. And I know we've kind of talked about it in the Slack chat, but like, I was planning on having so much to write about this week. And All now I feel like, <laughs> yeah. And I honestly, I, I kind of have still have stuff I want to write about, but I feel like I'm gonna write it and then something's going to get signed and then it's all going to go out the window. So very delicate time at the at arrowheadpride.com. We're trying to make sure, you know, we cover it right. We're not too premature on our takes, um, but uh, we got plenty of takes out today. So hope everyone enjoyed it. Appreciate you listening. Make sure you're tuned into the rest of the AP podcast network. You know, Jared just mentioned at the podium, but we also got, you know, the editor show coming out. Draft room will be out, obviously, early next week. Uh, we'll, we'll probably be talking a little more draft on that podcast than actual free agency. But I'm Ron for Christian, for Jared, for Rocky. Appreciate you listening today, and we will catch you next time.